0: So how old were you when you swallowed that quarter
1: <laughs> oh you're bringing that up
0: uh, I don't know I don't know
1: I was I was very young like I was sleeping in um, bunk beds at the time I remember so I was I was pretty young so, young enough where it was like somehow uh, normal to like have a quarter in my mouth for no fucking reason just to entertain myself I guess I don't know but I was laying in bed. And I had this quarter in my mouth, you know, however old I am, maybe I'm only like six or seven. I really don't know. And I remember I had this, I thought it was a quarter. Maybe it was something else. Cause a quarter sounds pretty big. But a dick. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was a dick. And I just changed the story in my head. Um, but I had the quarter in my mouth and then I remember like, it was just not there anymore. And I was, like, <laughs> and I was staring at the ceiling like, Oh no. <laughs> and I, I could, I don't know why I remember this so distinctly too. Uh, I haven't thought about this in years, but. I could feel it lodged in my, in my throat. Like it hadn't gone flat where I would suffocate. It was, and it just kind of was slid like down. Yeah. So when I would breathe, I, I could feel it there. And I started freaking out. I was like, well, this is how I'm going to die, which is like a really shitty way to die. Uh, but I ended up just calling my dad and I was like, I need a glass of water. And I didn't explain why.
0: Was and this man, it was late at night? What time of day oh, was Oh yeah, it was late at night.
1: Like, well, late at night for however old I was, you know what I mean? So it could have so been like 9- 9 p.m. Yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. That I swallowed that. I th- I swear, I think it was a quarter, but yeah, I was, I, I freaked out because, uh, yeah, I never heard a clink in the toilet. So I don't know what the fuck <laughs> happened to that coin. <laughs> I think maybe some metal like seeped into my brain and just made me all fucked up.
0: Well, I think they usually do like fucking surgery for that. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. How, how,
1: uh, wow. Is there a coin just like sitting in me somewhere? <laughs> There honestly might be, bro. Oh my God. What a stupid story. I mean, I was a kid. So, what are you going to do? Sometimes when you're a kid, it makes sense. Like, I didn't know what to do with money yet. I didn't know what to do with anything, you know? Now I would put money in my mouth and fucking put it in my pocket, you know? Put other things in my mouth. And don't say dick. Don't say it because you already made that joke. Hey, don't hit the well twice. I wasn't, wasn't going to. Don't hit the well twice because I saw your fucking. I wasn't going to make that joke. I saw your wheel spinning.
0: But it's weird that your head automatically went there. Well, you
1: literally made that joke 20 seconds ago because you got very excited when it was a story about something in my mouth. Yeah, but th- that, that second time. you got up a little bit. It's okay. That, that second
0: time, I wasn't going to do it, dude. Right. It's just like when Carmella you called already, out. You already kind of got off. It's just like when Carmella called out Tony. When? Remember when he was talking about someone being gay? And she's oh, like, yeah, T- Tony. She's like, you
1: know what, Tony? Maybe you're gay.
0: <laughs> Tony didn't like it, dude.
1: Yeah. Well, all right. So basically in this scenario, you're comparing me to Tony Soprano and you to Carmela. So yeah, let's go ahead and move (laughs) on. Let's go ahead and move on off that one. (laughs) I
0: I got a wig if you want me to wear it.
1: Oh, See, so this is where it went. I shouldn't have started with that story. I don't know why I came up with that. I haven't thought about it in years. Did you it, it just randomly these, pop into your head? No, you were making me do these mic checks. I kept running out of shit to bro, say. Bro. So, the, then, so then I'm like just saying like shit where I, I say it out loud. I'm like, oh my God, that actually <laughs> happened. I forgot about that. Yeah, I did swallow a coin
0: once. I thought I was going to die. Yeah. There's a
1: coin like somewhere floating in me, bro.
0: We had a lot of technical issues starting up tonight because this is All my right. first time like recording it. Uh, here on my own, basically. I mean, Millhouse kind of helped out. Yeah, that's all right. But he's he's got some stuff going on tonight. We're going so. now, you got a
1: confession out of it—a weird coin eating confession. It was strange.
0: That's a that would have been a good man of science, man of faith story. Yeah, I so just was didn't like remember it. We opened it. we opened with a man of science, man of faith. Story. Well, it's
1: funny. I think I've told you a couple stories since uh, we put you know season one to bed of, of man of science, man of faith. Because I think there have been a couple of stories I told you that I thought of. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I do have some. Because you told a lot of stories. Yeah. And I was telling a lot from when I was younger. But when I think about it, I'm like, yeah, I guess I do have some other, like, fucked up stories I never even thought of. Like, uh, you know, I won't tell any now. We should save them, right? I should save them. Yeah.
0: I mean, you can tell some if you want.
1: <laughs> I can't remember what did I. What was the one I told you.
0: The other story was about <laughs> um, you being late for school and having to call someone we went to school with to give you a ride. Oh, that was the story? That was one of the stories. Do you know what I'm talking about? No,
1: no. I remember who I, but what, what, I don't remember what happened. What was weird.
0: <laughs> it has something to do with uh, something you were watching
1: oh yeah 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 that's right yeah yeah that's one yeah those are both younger well then the going to new york and i fucking left my uh my phone and my laptop on a plane because i was so fucking drunk and stoned i had taken a bunch of uh edibles they were these edibles from colorado because the girl i was dating at the time was from colorado and i didn't know like how strong they were and i just started fucking popping them in the air just one after another i didn't give a fuck and then I got on the plane, and bro, I was in I was in another planet for that whole flight. And then we landed, and I'm walking off the flight, like blah 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 blah. And then I'm walking into the airport. <clears throat> With the girl, and I suddenly turn. I'm like, I don't have my backpack. I don't have my phone. I just literally walked off the plane, not even thinking about it, because I'm so fucking baked out of my mind. And then I walked back out through the plane, and I'm like, Can you guys just let me get my shit? And they were like, No fucking way, no way. And so I had to, and we were going to New York at the time for a vacation. I just spent the whole time in New York without my shit.
0: And they wouldn't bring it out to you.
1: Uh, I can't. They ended up mailing it. But they mailed it when I got back
0: to Is, is that some, like, uh, FCC regulation?
1: Getting back on the plane? That's what I was told at the time, which was weird. But what about like, just
0: taking the bag and bringing it out to you? That's what I don't understand.
1: Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think they said, well, someone went back on the plane and did check. They said they didn't see anything, but I don't think they really liked check that hard for yeah me.
0: you were like i don't have my backpack my phone or my fucking wallet right now yeah well i had my
1: wallet i didn't have my i don't know why i didn't have my phone my phone was in my backpack for whatever reason i was like i'm so drunk and stoned i can't have my phone right now i yeah i can't believe that girl ever fucking slept with me after that what an embarrassing but i will say the whole time it was happening i was so stoned too i was like weirdly calm about not having a phone and not having a laptop, which I make a living with while I'm about to be in New York city for a week. I was very like, eh, were you whatever. supposed to be working? No, but you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. if I don't get it back,
0: I mean, yeah, I'm fucked, that's you fucked.
1: Know? But yeah, I remember just probably cause I was so stoned. I just, I was like, whatever.
0: The no, most I stoned I ever was in my life is when you picked me up from the airport. Uh, when you moved back to, well, I came back, I think for Christmas, mm. Uh, and I was living in Colorado at the time. <laughs> fucking Colorado, dude. <laughs> Those edibles are strong, bro. Yeah. I took a bunch of edibles before I got on the plane. And they weren't kicking in. Weren't kicking in. We were like 45 minutes from the time that we landed. They still hadn't kicked in. So I ate yep, that was the rest idea. of them. Because yep. I was like, these must be weak. Or I must have got a bad batch or something. Yep. And then they started kicking in like 20 minutes until mm-hmm. landing. And it was a really bumpy, like turbulent landing. Oh, and that's
1: freaky when you're high on edibles, bro. Yeah. When you hit that turbulence, it's a different fucking experience.
0: Yeah. So I started freaking out. Like I, I felt my wrist sweating and i never felt my wrist sweating. That's just a very
1: like stoner
0: thing to say. My s- wrist sweating <laughs> completely gestationary. Yeah. Um, and then when I got off the plane, I was wearing sunglasses and you sent your ex-girlfriend up to me, the girl that you were dating at the time and you were different girl, different, different girl, girl. Yeah. Uh, to,
1: cause this was a, this was a long time.
0: ago. Yeah. This yeah. was when you were still living in Maine. Yeah. Yeah. I was 20 at the time. So shit, you were probably, you were probably just out of high school. I was probably like 19, man. But she came up to me. You were standing like, I don't know. 30 yards away. And Mm -hmm. she's like, Zach says you have to take off the glasses or else he's not going to talk to you. I was so fucking high. (laughs) I was like, no, everyone's going to know I'm stoned. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know I was stoned? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Cause
1: I, I kind of remember that night. I kind of remember you just acting kind of weird. And I was like, he's definitely fucking
0: high. And then we went to, uh, that Chinese food restaurant right next to Hannaford in South Portland. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of remember that. Yeah. And I saw my high school crush there. Who's that? Michelle. Really? With the skunk hair. I don't remember that. Did she talk to you? No. Fuck no. I didn't talk to her either. I was high as fuck. It didn't seem real, dude. That that felt like a, a real like daydream in life. Yeah. Edibles can do that, man edibles can do that and i remember i was i was like fucking passing out in the the car on the way up there because i was so fucked up mm. is that you didn't have the uh the grand Am then did you no no i, I think had that, that i had the grand Am. no i think i had my truck then yeah my ford uh ford ranger 99
1: ford ranger yep I had that bad boy for a while it would just rust out. I'd go get gas, and if you moved it a few feet, you'd just see like a fucking the frame just rusting out on the on the pavement.
0: Especially in Maine, dude, because they hustle you for uh getting your shit fixed.
1: Well, cause yeah, the inspections and which are is just a crazy scam. Plus just the winters in Maine, all the salt they because they, they put fucking salt on the road, knowing it's gonna eat up the fucking cars. They never use fucking sand. Oh, it's too expensive, whatever. It's I'm not living anywhere where there's a fucking winter like that anymore, bro. Not like
0: that. Not, not like East Maine. Coast winter.
1: East coast Because East Coast winter, there's no break. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not like, hey, the sun ain't coming out tomorrow to get rid of this. Like, this is your life. This It's just shit. Just, it's like, not only does the snow accumulate. This is the other thing that started weirding me out about winters in Maine is the snow accumulates, but then shit accumulates on top of the snow. So uh, essentially, at one point in the winter, you're just living in among trash there's just shit everywhere dirt, trash and it's all just sitting in these snow piles it's fucking it's depressing it's it's very
0: dirty and then you go to a town like biddeford oh
1: yeah 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 fuck the east coast winters man i'm i'm fucking i'm done with those
0: forever i'm done with them too forever bro i've been feeling escapism lately what do you mean i just want to i just want to go somewhere you want to escape I want to escape. Yeah, I'm, I'm having to check myself. Maybe you should do an escape room, bro. Like on It's Always Sunny? Yeah, yeah. Art of the deal? Yeah. No, I've... Have you ever done an escape room?
1: No, it's not really my cup of tea. I'm like, why would I pay to be locked in this room? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'd rather pay to lock you in this room. Fuck <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> You You figure your way out, bitch.
0: (laughs) If you could design an escape room, what would you have it be?
1: Oh, mine would be, I I would go out of business quick because mine would be like legit like saw traps. Like if you (laughs) get this clue wrong, like you lose a finger or something. Like nobody will be leaving that room fully intact. You know what I mean?
0: What kind of clues would you have?
1: I don't know. I I would definitely, I, I would hope I'd be like rich if I'm doing this. So I'd hire like a couple saw writers. I'd be like, just write a new movie, but we're gonna do it for real, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I've never done an escape room. I guess I would, but yeah, I don't. Stupid a fucking game. Yeah, Stupid a fucking
0: game. <laughs> Stupid a fucking game.
1: But yeah, you want to escape? Yeah, I get that. I mean, look, we're out of the. We're coming out of the. Pa- well, I shouldn't say we're coming out of the pandemic. We're in some new normal where we actually. It feels like we can travel again. It feels like we've been kind of. Locked down. Yeah, locked down, you know. Even even though, I mean, I've traveled a little bit, but still, it, there still just is a locked up feeling, you know. Especially Nashville. I mean, when we first shut down, we really shut down, you know.
0: Those first couple of weeks, yeah. I mean, now I'm just, uh, I'm feeling like I love Nashville, but before I put a ring on it and settle down, I just want to be sure. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Uh, Go ahead and take this metaphor a little further, because I'm pretty sure I know what you're saying, but I, it wanna, sounds ex- it sounds like this is what you're saying. Okay. You made it sound nice and pretty. It sounds like you're saying you're pretty sure you want to marry Nashville, but you want to go fuck another girl first just to exactly. get out of your system. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make that clear for everyone that that's, that's what you're talking that's about.
0: That's exactly what I'm talking Right.
1: You're about. talking about like essentially cheating on the woman that you're going to be married to one day, but you're not married yet. Well, so ethically, you can live with that. We're gonna break up. It's easier.
0: We're gonna break up for a little while. Oh, so
1: you're you're breaking up with her for the sole purpose of fucking another woman? Yes. Get free, and, then and then you'll then go I'll back. Get back. Get back together. Okay. With I just wanted to make sure we were all on the same page with the because it's metaphor. less
0: scummy when you do it that way.
1: Um, that's arguable. That's definitely <laughs> fucking arguable. I don't know if that's a fact set in stone. Um, but okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I, I get it. I, I feel that same way. I,
0: I I just, uh, I've gotten sick too of just all the Nashville industry bullshit, man. (sighs) I don't want to be around it. I'm sick of playing gigs for free. Yeah. You know, I just don't want to fucking do it anymore.
1: Maybe you're just feeling a little
0: wariness with the, with the
1: journey, you know, maybe sometimes you just gotta, you gotta take a breather. No. Yeah. what, What kind of breather do you need, bro? Hit the road, man. You, you don't have a fucking, a job that, that keeps you down nine to five. Just go somewhere, bro. Yeah, I might have to
0: <coughs> fucking get a job over the winter, though. I've been, oh, right, because yeah, because my car is getting older, and I'm doing Uber and Lyft, and I, I'm always just paranoid about my car's gonna I, fuck up.
1: Why don't you get like some kind of interesting job then as a break? Focus on that. Be like a male
0: stripper. I've male been thinking escort. about doing process server. Wait, what? Being a process server. What is what is that? It, it's like a. When you go and you serve people like papers. You want to be that guy? Yeah. Bro, that's, uh,
1: I don't know, man. I'll say this. I don't mean uh, this. uh, Maybe this would be an insult to someone else. I don't think you'll take it as an insult. You would be, that job would fit you.
0: That's what I'm saying, bro. Cause
1: you, cause you, I mean, you have a salesman past you to do that job. It takes a particular, again, I'm not saying this as an insult. It takes a particular, um, it, you have to be capable of being a certain kind of sliminess, you know? Yeah. Because you're slime if you're doing it. I mean, come <laughs> on. Because that's, that's real low shit, man. Well, that's, I would, bro. But think about this. You're going to be serving papers to guys who are finding out that they're getting divorces for the first time. You know what I mean? It's not a—I mean, if that, hey, if that gets you off, bro, you go for it.
0: Well, I think it would be an interesting job. It would definitely be interesting. It would I, be
1: ex- experience. I get that, I get that appeal because there's a lot of jobs I look at and I'm like, that would be a great experience. But that requires a level of just sliminess that I can't bring myself to.
0: I muster can do it. Up.
1: <laughs> just with total confidence i can do it i could definitely do it i can be
0: slimy <laughs> i think it would be kind of fun
1: how do you get that job is that a full-time job is it a gig is it like a gig job i mean i was looking I on indeed it kind of
0: looks like a gig job that's what i think that's that would have been my where gig. it's like 25 bucks an hour or something like that and you go and deliver these these papers, you know, it's like a neighbor suing another neighbor over a tree yeah. or some shit. That's People the job too. Divorce. Like sometimes
1: I don't know if this is just in the movies, but sometimes you gotta kind of like dress up and you gotta sneak in because you gotta get close to the person. Uh, sometimes that's what I'm, I'm saying, bro. Yeah. So you'd be like a master of disguise.
0: I think it would be kind of fun. I mean, I just don't want a job that's boring. I want a job you... where I'm interacting with the griminess of the public.
1: I mean, but see, oh, this is this is what would keep me from doing that job. I like interacting with the griminess of society. However, for that, again, you're delivering what is going to be for most of these people maybe some of the worst news they'll ever receive. So it's more like, it's less like you're interacting with grime and more like you're spreading grime. You know what I mean? Like you're like, this room right here where everyone's happy. Yeah, it's all shit now. Here you go. You've been served. Fuck you. It's not like, let me find the scummy room. It's like, I will bring the scum to every room.
0: I gotta do something. Maybe I'll be like a personal assistant for a private investigator or something like that, and go yeah, on stakeouts. That'd be cool.
1: I'd love to do that. That sounds like a fucking experience. I bro.
0: just want something where I, it's not I, the same thing. I'm craving something.
1: I hear I'm you. I'm craving I, some yeah. kind of
0: friction in life right now.
1: I hear you. I've been craving uh, kind of the same thing. It's just you know we're at ages now where we have to think about it differently. Now you got to think how do I bring a like how do I, I bring friction into my life that's healthy? Yes. You know. Because every other time I've I've wanted to sort of mix things up, I basically pull a pin in a grenade and just hold it for ten seconds. That's not really working out. So I, it, at least it's good you're thinking about like, well, how do I bring friction? I could get a job, you know. Yeah. So this is a good thing. It's healthy, mentally healthy.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know how many people actually aspire to be process servers. <sighs> process servers. <sighs> I don't know, and I don't
1: know. I I I don't know if I've met anyone who does a job like that. I don't think i have but fuck it a job's a job someone's got to do it right yeah i mean i guess <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you've been served is that what you're gonna say yeah
0: i mean if, if are I'm you gonna
1: to have to, a cool saying like your own
0: well i wonder since it's legal proceedings if you have to legally say right like you've been served but by you so should look so into
1: you should look into um if you can like legally have a catchphrase too like, is, does it have to be a hundred percent scripted or can you go off book a little bit? You
0: know what I mean? I would love to go off book.
1: Right. Cause then you could say, you could say that you've been served thing, take care of business first. And then, you know, you can have like a signature line or you can come up with like, what if you did, what if you actually didn't troll them when you did it? What if you were the nice process server and what you did was you gave them the worst news of their life and then you looked them up and down. You came up with a random compliment, threw it at him, and walked
0: away. What if you did that, dude? I feel like people that are getting served are going to give a but, fuck, but, but, but it's going to mentally fuck them up if you compliment them right after.
1: Right. Like if I give you, I'm like, hey, you've been served, but then I'm like, that shirt looks really good on you. See you later.
0: <laughs> that
1: might be the way to do it, bro. Because that might, that, might, uh, that might just negate the potential of confrontation. Cause if that happened to me, if they did throw a compliment like that right after and it didn't sound sarcastic, I
0: might be like, all right. I think you would get even more pissed off. I would? Yeah. You would you would get enraged by them. <laughs> oh, you like this shirt, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do I mean? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's exactly how I picture it going. All right. Well, I'm I'm I guess I'm
1: trying to be a little too positive about it.
0: I've done a bunch of sales jobs. I mean that's another level of anger when you're serving people to get divorced. But since I've done a bunch of sales jobs, I'm used to people straight up getting mad at me, right? Like threatening to punch me, whatever. Plus, you've been friends with me for a long time. Yeah,
1: I tend to. I've probably threatened you once or twice, right? Yeah, you have threatened me. Yeah. Do you? You still get those texts every night, one a.m.? I got them set like an alarm. Do you? Yeah. I like your day to start off nice with a nice text from me. You're going to die today. Or no, what's it? What's it in the ring? How much time do you have to live in the ring? Seven days.
0: Seven days. God, I wish I could pull that on someone. Have you seen on TikTok? The, uh, there's, uh, like a, uh, an account that's entirely devoted to it's, uh, the jigsaw killer and he's some, some random dude's roommate. And he, oh yeah, he does shit like he'll put a bunch of like razors on the floor, yeah, just yeah. like shaving razors.
1: Uh, do you actually know that short film? Because uh, it's based it's uh, based on a short film. I think they've done others. Uh, Jigsaw being the roommate. Do you know what that show? Uh, what show that was made for? No competition show run by two East Coast boys. Oh, Project Greenlight. Project Greenlight. Yep, he was. Uh, that's how I saw that because it was years ago. That guy. He was one of the people they were gonna choose. And, they, and for anyone who has watched Project Greenlight, they should have chosen him because it was the best movie. It was so funny. And he was a great pick. And the guy they ended up picking, everyone hated him.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, what I thought was funny about it is it had, it had one where... Uh, there was like an iPad and shit at the bottom of a toilet. And he had yep. to take out like all the socks and shit and unclog the toilet. Uh, yeah. And it wasn't seconds. he
1: also like, and then he finished it off with like, and on the floor, the floor is covered with razor blades. And it's yeah. just like little safety razors yeah. with the plastic tips still yeah. on.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. I like Jigsaw. Do you relate to him? Um, uh, He's a bit too... You know what? I didn't relate to Jigsaw as much. I related more to like the people who took up the Jigsaw mantle because they were a little meaner. Jigsaw was too nice. He was always trying to teach a lesson. It's like, bro, get with the program. We're killing people here. You know what I'm saying? Stop trying to pussyfoot about. With people it. don't learn. It's like, yo, you want to rip people's faces off. That's cool. You want to give people therapy. Go fucking to school. Get your fucking, you know, fucking doctorate and become a therapist. Don't be fucking around here, dude. We're killing people. Yeah. We saw that fucking Saw movie with Chris yeah, Rock when that Chris came out. Chris Rock, yeah, yeah. Going to the movies, barely go anymore, bro. It's just not as uh, not as fun, is it? No, it's it's it's, it's, it's kind of lost its magic with just the not that I'm going to complain about masks. I'm just saying with the masks and the way everything's set up, and plus like nothing comes out in theaters now, at least not stuff I'm interested in. Like everything over the summer, like I don't think we went to the movies once over the summer, did we? Besides, I think in May, and then we just didn't go after that because there was like Marvel
0: movies, Fast and Furious 9, I'm just like, I don't fucking care. I don't care. The only movie that I would have been into seeing in the theater was A Quiet Place 2.
1: Oh, I actually watched that the other day. It was pretty good. It was a good sequel. Really? Yeah, I held off watching it for so long, but oh, I did see one movie in theaters. I saw Pig with Nicolas Cage, which was fucking phenomenal. Just absolutely amazing
0: yeah those, i remember fucking, you told me
1: you saw that yep that was great man that was i was glad i saw that in a the theater and then we got a movie coming up that we're gonna see in theaters for sure bro the many saints in newark many saints in newark fucking a right woke we'll up this morning got myself a gun got myself a gun yep yeah you've been you've been watching the sopranos right you've yeah been your you first watch
0: You got me into it because you kept telling me how much I was going to love it, how much I was going to love it, and I hadn't.
1: It's just the greatest, not only the greatest show ever made, it's one of the greatest pieces of art ever put together. Who are your favorite characters? On The Sopranos? um, So this is my, I just got done watching it for the second time. Uh, The first time I watched it was years ago. I would say now that I've watched it twice, I mean, Tony's my favorite. Tony Soprano is my favorite character, obviously. But then, I don't know who my... I I like Uncle Junior a lot this time around. Second time around, Uncle Junior really fucking grew on me. (laughs) Because he's so matter-of-fact. You know? he's, He's not interested in, like, these big... Dramatic outbursts, like everyone always gets into so much drama on the show. Like somebody's mad because you know their wife got called fat, or someone's mad because they didn't get enough money. Junior is just like, I
0: just don't want to deal with any of this. The episode I just watched, he was uh, he was going to funerals because that was the only way he could get out of the house. Because on
1: the show, he's on house arrest, and the only way he can leave house arrest is if. Like a family member dies, so he keeps coming up with these like small slivers of connection to people, just so he can go to their th- uh, their uh, funeral and, and socialize. But then there's a point where he he's gone to so many <laughs> that I think he realizes like he's just surrounded by death, and he thinks about his own death. And then he's at that one funeral and he just starts crying yeah, out of nowhere. <laughs> he loses it.
0: Tony and Janice have to escort him out. Yep, yeah.
1: It's just it's just a phenomenal show, bro. It's just they just don't. I mean look some artists are working on that that level today but the the amount of nuance it has the amount of issues it takes head on and refuses to give like here's what we think about it here's our judgment here's our agenda here's our point it's just nothing nothing on television reaches it today in quality and i don't think anything since has there have maybe been some shows like The Wire and stuff that that are really, really good, but Sopranos just has like an X-factor quality. It's no matter how many times you watch it, you'll always pick up new things because David uh, Chase, the creator, the man is just an expert at like avoiding exposition and avoiding, he finds this balance between like David Lynch weirdness and then just straight like Scorsese genre gangster stuff, you know, which is a crazy balance to strike. But yeah, I love that show. I can't, Fucking wait for that fucking movie bro i'm still as fuck
0: for it we're definitely going to the theater to see that
1: james gandolfini's son man yeah playing his own not his own father playing the same character his father played which is such a head trip and the biggest head trip is actually watching the trailer and then of course you've seen the show now so you see like when he first speaks it is mind-blowing you're like this. You don't even remember it's James Gandolfini's son. You're like, holy shit, this is a young Tony Soprano. Yeah, this is like somehow long they got, hair. Yep, and he just does certain things right. He's got the voice right, the kind of lip quiver. Would he you gets. say? Would you say? Yeah, yeah. He gets like the little quiver in his lip, like, and he almost his voice gets higher when he gets angrier. It's the the trailer was fucking phenomenal. I can't wait for that movie. I
0: like, read that he didn't watch the Sopranos until.
1: Well, because he, he was getting ready yeah, for the role. I was, I was reading some interview with him today. I guess he was born the first year that show came out. So he was only like eight or nine when it finished. And yeah, he said he always avoided watching it, but he watched it obviously for this this role. Bro, he was only 19 in that movie. Damn. And he's 22 now. But yeah, he said, uh, he was talking about that in the interview, he was talking about like, it was difficult to watch the show alone. He had to, end up inviting people over to watch it with him because it was too hard. It's interesting, man. That's just a journey that like so few people will go on in life that it's just fascinating to fucking hear about. And the fact that, you know, in the midst of all this junk bullshit we got at the movies, David Chase is getting a fucking movie, bro. It's exciting. I can't wait, man. No. And you still got to finish the show. You got a little bit left. You got another season. Yeah.
0: yeah I'm on season five right now. So I'm just going to keep watching it. And but you love it. I love it. It's so good, man. Can't get enough of it.
1: I, I cannot recommend it enough. To, I recommend it to everyone. It, there aren't even people I go like. Even people who don't like uh, the gangster genre, I think, can get into it.
0: Well, it's more than just the, the gangster genre. Because yeah. it's really about a show about a f- uh, family. And like entrepreneurship and being an American and shit.
1: And I think, yeah, I think those are the bigger themes is that, I mean, again, it tackles mental health like head on, but it's also just more about this guy, Tony, and these other people feeling displaced in society. You know what I mean? Even though they have technically respectable positions in society, even though they're criminals within their own world. You know, everyone sort of feels like Chrissy has such a uh, Chris who's uh, Tony's nephew and second Michael Imperioli, Michael Imperioli, spider, spider you muttering, stuttering prick. Yeah. He's got a great line just at the beginning of the show where he just goes, cause he's not like this, you know, sharpest tool in the shed and he's talking to Tony and he just goes, I don't know, man. It's just like the regularness of life is just too much sometimes. And it's like, you're hearing People say very profound things, but in very simple ways, you know, so it's a lot of people wrestling with these larger ideas of is whatever I'm a part of already over. Did I come in at the end? Is life worth living? Is there any, you know what I mean? I can relate. <laughs> I can, trust <laughs> me. Dude. There are an uncomfortable level of moments in, uh, in Sopranos that I go, oh yep. I've been there. <laughs>
0: So you got a book coming out.
1: Yes, a book that was technically already out, but uh, Nye, my novel, which anyone who does care to look it up won't be able to find it now. Uh, there's, yeah, a new version coming out. A publisher uh, reached out and it's going to be coming out in a few weeks. It's uh, revi- It's got new stories. It's been re-edited. There's all this other material we're working on. So it's definitely a new, it's the book it should be. You know, I just did it the ass backwards way of like, put it out there and fucking notice me, love me,
0: love me. You know what I mean? That's what you got to do though, when you're an independent artist. And I mean, you have a publisher now, which is a huge fucking step in getting ahead.
1: Yeah. So I guess it wasn't ass backwards, I guess on some level it worked, you know, but yeah, so that'll be coming out in a few weeks and you know, uh, I'll be talking about it more on instagram and stuff we'll have an actual date to to promote soon there's trailers there's some audio clips some podcast stuff we've been recording for those uh all kinds of material and then yeah anyone who has read Nye, i mean there's a couple new stories like i said it was kind of re-edited not changed drastically because the book was basically already done but it was my first time working with an actual editor you know what I mean so there were discussions about things that I didn't think about like for instance when I first wrote the book I didn't give a lot of thought to uh like what uh order the story should be in you know and then when an editor came along all of a sudden it was like oh you realize that's a big thing right like we could order them like this and then we talked it out and it became like oh shit this really changes the content you know
0: what I mean Well, because it's uh, basically a bunch of short stories about the end of the world. Yeah, yeah. And you follow one character throughout the whole thing that kind of connects it.
1: Yeah, so Nye for, you know, people who don't know, which should be most people. um, Yeah, Nye is about basically uh, the world is going to end in a certain amount of days. Um, Everyone knows the exact moment that the world is coming to an end. And you pick up with different people at different points, you know, when there's 20 days left, 80 days left, 200 days left. And then there's one character that anchors the book and carries you through. And that's a cop character who has a list of names he's uh, of people he's going to visit before, uh, before everything ends, just to say hello with a 45.
0: To set the record straight. <laughs> yeah,
1: set the record straight. Yeah, so he kind of pushes you through the story. But yeah, so that's Nye. And uh, yeah, in a few weeks, it'll be from Gilded Mask. And it'll be on their site and everywhere else. So and Gilded Mass, G-I-L-D-E-D-M-A-S-Q-U-E. Boom. Bro, I'm proud that you have a publisher. It's cool, man. It's nice. I mean, I mean, look, it's not like, you know, somebody came in and was like, here's a million bucks, you know. But it's nice to have someone come in and be like, hey, I believe in this too. I think to have someone go like not only do I think you can make money at this? I think I can make money at it too. It's a little bit of, it's like pressure, but it's also like, well. It's the kind of pressure nice. we fucking want though, bro. Pressure you fight for. Yeah. So yeah, I'm ready for it to just fucking be out there. Cause it's the, it feels like the version that is supposed to be, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like you can only do so much for your kid, you know? And then you need someone else to kind of give him a push in the right direction. Sometimes and that's what it felt like happened, man. Well, like-
0: basically, what happened with with Nye was he was eighteen. He went out in the world, got a couple of DUIs. Yeah. Came home for a year, got sober. <laughs> yeah. And now he's ready to maybe try college. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I.
1: Yeah. That's true. That's a good. That's a good way to put it. Because yeah, Nye is. Uh, you know, he's had a few. He's had some rough years, but he's really he's he's fought it out. You know, he's a fighter.
0: How tired of you? But let me let me start over. How tired <laughs> are you now of Nye? Um,
1: I mean, I'm not tired of it. It's just in my head. It's done. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, if so, I guess when I am doing like this work to sort of promote it, or I will say going through the book again. With him being like, here are my edits, my suggestions, which it wasn't heavy stuff, but it was very smart, like small stuff he would find. I will say it definitely was like, motherfucker, I'm reading this fucking book again. Cause it was, it was almost memorized. Like I, I had the lines just memorized in my head as I was reading them. But as far as the book, I mean, I'm not tired of it. Like I like, cause it's it's you know, it's like your kid. It's just, it's like I'm I'm done raising this kid. You know what I mean? The kid's an adult.
0: Now he's coming home for Thanksgiving.
1: Right. So I just want to enjoy the kid and have other people enjoy the kid. I'm done with him though. I'm done. 18. He's fucking out of here. I helped him through his drug addiction, his goddamn DUIs. He is out the house.
0: He's on his own. Get a job. Make now some I money. Now I have to turn, turn my back on <laughs> you. Yeah,
1: now I have to turn my back on you.
0: <laughs> Famous
1: Goodfellas line.
0: <laughs> Dude, I get so tired of my own shit. Just like my own songs yeah. and shit. Cause you have to listen to them a million times mm-hmm. to get them out.
1: Well, that's the part that's just... The part, like, with a, a book, it'd be the editing process. But with a song, I mean, it's all, like, the post-production work and stuff. That stuff is not that fun. That's the actual work. You know what I mean? So it's not uh, it's not a very exhilarating process. Uh, or at least not in an obvious way, you know? Whereas when you're just actually creating it, and it feels like you're just molding something.
0: I can't continue to to fucking listen to something a million times over to get it ready. I have to find a more efficient way to do you. it now. I hear you.
1: But now's the time too, to be experimenting with those processes, you know, cause like I'm working on something new now and the, the process is completely different from, from now because I'm just sort of experimenting, you know, cause the way I did Nye again, like the whole editing it, you know, nine fucking times. It's like that maybe that's not the best approach, you know, maybe I'm doing a little more work than I, then I need to, but I understand man, as an artist, when you get your head down and you're focused on something, you just get lost in it. You know,
0: where can people find you at?
1: You can find me on Twitter at writing Lehman. I'm on Instagram and Facebook, uh, Zachary Lehman. And then, like I said, uh, check out those social media pages. Oh, and also follow nine novel on, uh, on Twitter and check out any of those places. If you want to, if you want to see what's going on in the world of, of nine, like I said, a lot of stuff's coming and
0: it'll be out soon. Nice. See you next week.
1: This podcast is produced to you by Taylor Miller.